Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Debbie Chattanever. Debbie feeds cats in her community twice daily, walking several miles in all weather conditions. If they're sick, she gets them the medical attention that they need, all at her own cost. She dedicates her life to finding ways to hold people accountable for negligent actions toward them. She's honored to know them and be their voice. They all mean the world to her. Debbie, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Stacy, thank you for having me. Good morning. Hello, hello. So before we dive into some of the work that you're doing currently, maybe you could just share with us, how did you become a passionate fan for cats? Well, I must say my inspiration was Tigger, my cat. He is the love of my life. And when I would see these free roaming cats outside and they would look hungry and they're just so sweet and friendly, I just started feeding them and you could tell that they had appreciated it. So it just started like going from there. I just started feeding them several times a day, playing with them and letting them know in their own way that they are loved. Yeah. And part of today's show is really focusing on the fact that you're sort of representing all of the feeders that are out there. You know, I have a lot of people on the show that are from organizations or they run spay neuter clinics or they, you know, have programs, they have committees of people and you are a organization and committee of one. And, you know, what is it like? What are the stresses that you deal with as a feeder? What are the overarching responsibilities that you feel like you have towards these cats? Because it's all on me. I have nobody dictating because I know that 100% of everything I do goes for the cats. But then again, I have no problem making sacrifices for myself if I need to so they can have. It's overwhelming, but then it's for the cats. So you know what? It's I love doing it. It's, uh, it is stressful because sometimes if I don't have enough money, where am I going to get it? But I always manage to find a way. It's a great challenge. Do you feel like you have any support network or would you benefit from a support network? It would be wonderful. I had actually had contacted several places that said that I would need to fill out some paperwork. I would need to like an employee identificate for a nonprofit organization. And I'm not going to lie to obtain something in a false way at all in any manner. So it would help. Yes. But I'm also going to be true about it and not going to lie to gain something that I don't deserve or they don't deserve. So that would be helpful, but I don't rely on it. I don't depend on it, but it would make life easier. So in the area that you feed, you have not met any other folks that feed the same cats? Actually, I have met some people. Some people do feed the cats too, and they make it a point to let me know. Sometimes I just find food that somebody had left out for them. And it's nice to know that people are following suit, that I'm leading by example, that they're wanting to make a difference too. So that's always a heartwarming idea, uh, thought. Right, right. Because there's certainly a lot of challenges. You know, it's great to have faith in people, but I also find sometimes it can be very challenging because we have to think about, you know, why do these cats exist? Why are they out there in the first place? And you've said it before in some of the conversations 
conversations that we've had, you know, where people are leaving their cats behind and you feel very strongly that there should be some accountability there. Exactly. So when that is the case at hand, how can you have faith in the people that are putting them in this predicament in the first place? It's just not fair. And, you know, I know that the world is not always going to be a perfect place, but people are held accountable for for example, leaving their children behind or something like that, which is still heartbreaking. Just because you have two more legs and more fur, why should that be any different? It shouldn't. But yet nobody seems to want to make an effort to want to try to find a way to hold that, make people accountable. Child labor, child laws rather, were not always where they are now. Why can't it be the same for animals? People sometimes are just, they just don't want to put forth that effort. Do you think that people have enough options to get assistance for the cats that they have and they just don't try or that the system is still not able to help everybody that needs assistance? I think probably a little bit of both or they're just ignorant and people cannot teach others, for example, like parents cannot teach their children what they haven't been taught themselves. So where does that vicious circle end and who ends up paying the price for it? Right. You mentioned children too. And while you're out feeding the cats, you sometimes run into kids. Do you have any stories about some of the kids that you know in the neighborhood? Yes, actually, I was petting these cats well, actually recently and feeding them and some children came up and they just the curiosity was really endearing and they were wanting to know. And I figured that's always a good opportunity to teach them to why I do it. And I tell them, you know, when your mommy and daddy are cooking dinner and you got those tummy monsters because you're hungry. Yeah, well, they have it all the time. And that's what I'm doing. I'm giving them the food that they need. So I try to teach these kids to be a little bit more tolerant, patient when time I have the opportunity. Do you ever talk with the kids about the importance of spaying and neutering? Oh, yes. You know, it's important because otherwise it's never going to happen. It's just responsibility. It's healthier for the animal. And you don't have to see any unfortunate road accidents involving these animals. And, you know, it's just more important that you do it because they won't be tendency to run out of the house. They'll be wanting to more stay inside and be calm. And there, I know that when spaying and neutering will also help prevent any disease, certain diseases from uh, ensuing. Right. Do you feel sometimes that it's easier talking with the kids than with the adults? Yes, because while the adults are more set in their ways, while the children, they're more curiosity-minded and open-minded, so they tend to absorb a little bit more information. You actually had also shared a story with me. You got uh, got a piece published in the newspaper. Would you be willing to share a little bit about that? Yes. A neighbor of mine and I had gone to this local convention to a thing called Rescue Con. It was full of animals, dogs, cats needing to be rescued, seminars, and anybody cat-related items for sale and whatnot. And we had attended some of these seminars Namely, one of them was being the TNR. And it was just very heartwarming to see that so many people want to make a difference, but that doesn't really get to the root of the problem. If people were more responsible for their actions, then people would not have to go in and rescue these animals. But it was nice to know that it's going to happen regardless. It's sad to say, but there are people that are going to back them up and be like, hey, I got you. I'm going to help you and to make things right for that animal because that's what it's all about.
By now you know that Dubert is the go-to place for volunteer-based animal rescue transport. But you may not know that Dubert does so much more to help you with your animal rescue efforts. Did you know that Dubert helps you manage high-volume transport using your vehicle? They even help you collaborate with the source or destination organization to select the animals to go on the transport. And if you're looking for fosters, look no further because Dubert is the only place with more than 27,000 volunteers across the country that any rescue or shelter organization can access for free. If you haven't checked out Dubert in a while, now is the time to check back in. The team at Dubert is always innovating new ways to save you time so you can save more animals. Just go to www.dubert.com to get started today. Hey, everybody. I wanted to just share our next free event. It's going to be Trapper's Tips and Tricks on Saturday, March 14th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll have Brian Cordes of Neighborhood Cats sharing all of his experience, his tips, the burning questions about how to get those last cats trapped. Please join us on March 14th, which is Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and get your questions asked and share all your tips and tricks To register, please go to www.communitycatspodcast.com. We'll see you there. And don't forget, we'll always have some cat trivia. So show up, get ready to play. See you then. As an independent feeder, you went to RescueCon. Was that at all intimidating to you or did it feel like a pretty welcoming environment? Some folks that I have spoken to feel like sometimes when they go to these conventions or conferences, it's a bit overwhelming for a person, but I was just curious what your thoughts might be. It was a little overwhelming, but it was also heartwarming that a lot of people were coming to one location for the one reason. And also because I had my neighbor friend with me, it was very nice because it was, okay, whatever I'm feeling, I have to put to the side and just kind of focus what's really on what's most important. And that these animals are going to have hopefully a second chance at the home that they deserved in the first place. The uh, cats that you currently feed, do many of them have names for you? Well, actually, yes, they do. I have named them. So if I'm speaking about them to somebody, say my boyfriend, that he knows who I'm talking about. And I actually have taken photos with my smartphone and I printed them out and I made collages and I put them up in my home. So symbolically, they do have a home because I have their pictures up on my walls and they'll always be with me. Yeah, that's a real interesting emotional connection. I find that right now in the animal welfare space, there's a lot of conversation about the human-animal bond, and a lot of programs are in place to help support and encourage that human-animal bond. But I don't think that that conversation has gone into the community cat realm, where there's really truly a full understanding of the emotion that goes on between a feeder or a caretaker and their colony. And there's just a lot of connection there between the cat and the feeder. Absolutely. I don't necessarily get the sense that there are others that feel that way. Is there something that we can do to help convey that to the animal welfare world at large? 
I could say from my personal story that my cat Tigger has been such a support for me. I don't know what I would do without him because he really, excuse me if I get a little emotional, but he really, his love and his companionship really saved me from going into a really abyss of deep, dark depression and going out and helping those cats gave me reason to want to get up and get dressed and go outside. And I had to move away from those that area I chose to live where I'm living now just so I can easily go walk across the street to where I feed them. I can still walk there very easily. So I'm living where I am now just because so I can get to the cats easily. And it's just that bond. They always are happy to see you and always unjudgmental. And the love that they all showed me, how could you not want to repay them by giving them the love and the food that they should have been getting in the first place? So I gotta love them for that just because they kind of saved me. Well, and they gave you purpose and having purpose is really, you know, critically important for all of us. And obviously you give them a lot of what they need. And so it's a two-way street. But I think that sometimes we're not thinking about that emotional connection that most feeders do have with their colonies. I certainly know when we were feeding, when the volunteers at the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society were feeding 14 different colonies covering 300 cats, and you think, oh my goodness, that's such a large number of cats, you know, but everybody had their picture taken. Everyone had a name. All the volunteers knew the cats and APBs were put out when a cat was missing for a couple of days. It was a big community and a labor of love. And, you know, as the cats got older, sometimes the questions were really tough about, well, should we bring an older cat in or do we let them stay out? And there's a lot of tough questions that go on as a caretaker and a feeder. And you're doing this as a person of one, which in some cases might be easier because then you can say, oh, well, what do I think today, At the committee level, we were at, you know, saying, let's get the committee opinion on how to deal with this cat, which could be a heated conversation. But still, there's a lot of advocates behind those cats and a lot of emotion and a lot of bonding. I mean, it can be years and years and years of commitment. Some of the cats on the waterfront live to be 16 years of age. That's a long commitment. That's a blessing, you know, yes. And if that's what I need to do to help them live a long, healthy life, I will. I even have when some of the cats... Cats that were in my care when they're no longer around. What I do is I paint these rocks with their names on them and I put it out on my patio in my garden. So it's kind of like a, a memorial for them. Anytime the cats no longer here, right. you get to rock. So it's kind of a way to still honor yeah. what they brought, the joy they brought to my life. You have a very interesting and structured process about sort of how you're handling things. And I wonder if it's similar for other feeders that are out there. And, you know, the one thing is, it sounds like you do know other people that feed the cats, but you're not necessarily a tight community. And my sense is that some folks that are out there that are feeders or caretakers are also feeling sort of equally on their own and potentially alone. And I think that's something that is really unfortunate. And I don't want folks to feel that way. I think it's really important for people to feel like they have an opportunity to reach out and to engage. And I'm hoping that the Community Cats podcast in some way gives that opportunity. You reached out to me, I think with a random phone call. And I think you were kind of surprised when I gave you a call back. But you know, it's true. I mean, we do return our phone calls, I hope. (laughs) And also, I think it's important that anybody out there that's feeling alone should reach out to somebody so that then they can get some support if they needed at any particular time. But you've got a very well thought out system for, you know, how you're handling the cats that you're caring for, I think. 
I do the best that I can. Sometimes I wish I could do more, but I am just doing the best that I can because I really love them that much. And it's all about them. You know, that's just what I care so much about. And if that's what God meant for me to do for the rest of my life, well, then that's what I have to do. At least I know I'm trying to make an impact on the world or at least the tiny corner that I live in. Well, and today you're sharing your story so that more than just the tiny corner of the world that you live in will be able to hear your story. And, you know, maybe they'll be able to help the cats in their community. So as you say, it takes a village. And there was one thing you said when we were right before I hit the record, but, you know, make a difference, be the difference. And I don't know if you want to expand on that line any more than that. Yes, I actually maybe a little bit. You just don't want to see these cats so teach people responsibility, tell people what they're doing is not right. Or if you see somebody trying to harm an animal, call the authorities, try to do something that'll make them stop, but will also that will keep you safe at the same time. So Debbie, if folks are interested in reaching out to you, I'm going to make the suggestion that they email me at stacy at communitycatspodcast.com. That's stacy, S-T-A-C-Y, at communitycatspodcast.com. That email's all over the website. And folks can just email me or my phone number is on the site too. They can call me. And if they're interested in getting in contact with you, I will put them in contact with you since you are not part of an organization, a nonprofit, all that stuff i'll save you from potentially some inappropriate calls of any kind and before we close out is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today i would just like to say that thank you for anybody who's listening to this please support the community cats podcast you are making a difference just by listening and thank you just for anybody that would potentially reach out in the future just always make a difference in their lives That's great. So Debbie, thank you again for agreeing to be a guest on my show. And I hope we'll have you on in the future. And when you have any new news to report on your colonies and that kind of stuff. For our listeners, I would really hope you please consider sharing this podcast with others. I really appreciate you tuning in. And if you can share it with others, encourage others to become subscribers, that would be great. I would also love for folks to put a review up either on Apple Podcasts or Google Play, YouTube, anywhere where you enjoy your podcast listening, please feel free to put a review up and we will see you next week. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 